Good evening. I hope you've had a great day today. Welcome to BVJ's Bedtime Stories. I'm Big Voice Jay, and this is a show where we get you ready for a good night's sleep with public domain short stories just for you. Links to all the stories can be found at the show notes at bedtimewithbvj.com. And if you'd like to support the show, there's a buy me a coffee link on every page and post. Tonight's story, The Cunning Little Tailor by the Brothers Grimm. There was once on a time a princess who was extremely proud. If a wooer came, she gave him some riddle to guess, and if he could not find it out, he was sent contemptuously away. She let it be made known also that whosoever solved her riddle should marry her, let him be who he might. At length, therefore, three tailors fell in with each other, the two eldest of whom thought they had done so many dexterous bits of work successfully that they could not fail to succeed in this also. The third was a little useless landlooper who did not even know his trade, but thought he must have some luck in this venture, for where else was it to come from? Then the two others said to him, Just stay at home. Thou canst not do much with thy little bit of understanding. The little tailor, however, did not let himself be discouraged, and said he had set his head to work about this for once, and he would manage well enough, and he went forth as if the whole world were his. They all three announced themselves to the princess, and said she was to propound her riddle to them, and that the right persons were now come, who had understanding so fine that they could be threaded in a needle. Then said the princess, I have two kinds of hair on my head. Of what color is it? If that be all, said the first, it must be black and white, like the cloth that is called pepper and salt. The princess said, Wrongly guessed. Let the second answer. Then said the second, If it be not black and white, then it is brown and red, like my father's company coat. Wrongly guessed, said the princess. Let the third give the answer, for I see very well he knows it for certain. Then the little tailor stepped boldly forth and said, The princess has a silver and a golden hair on her head, and those are the two different colors. When the princess heard that, she turned pale and nearly fell down with terror, for the little tailor had guessed her riddle and she had firmly believed that no man on earth could discover it. When her courage returned, she said, Thou hast not won me yet by that. There is still something else that thou must do. Below in the stable is a bear, with which thou shalt pass the night, and when I get up in the morning, if thou still art alive, thou shalt marry me. She expected, however, she should thus get rid of the tailor, for the bear had never yet left any one alive who had fallen into his clutches. The little tailor did not let himself be frightened away, but was quite delighted, and said, Boldly ventured is half one. When therefore the evening came, our little tailor was taken down to the bear. The bear was about to set at the little fellow at once and give him a hearty welcome with his paws. Softly, softly, said the little tailor, 
I will soon make thee quiet. Then quite composedly, and as he feared, <coughs> then quite composedly, and as if he had not an anxiety in the world, he took some nuts out of his pocket, cracked them, and ate the kernels. When the bear saw that, he was seized with the desire to have some nuts too. The tailor felt in his pockets and reached him a handful. They were, however, not nuts, but pebbles. The bear put them in his mouth but could get nothing out of them. Let him bite as he would. Hey, thought he, what stupid blockhead I am. I cannot even crack a nut. And then he said to the tailor, Here, crack me the nuts. There, see what a stupid fellow thou art, said the little tailor, to have such a great mouth and not be able to crack a small nut. Then he took the pebble and nimbly put a nut in his mouth in the place of it, and crack, it was in two. I must try the thing again, said the bear. When I watch you, I then think I ought to be able to do it too. So the tailor once more gave him a pebble, and the bear tried and tried to bite into it with all the strength of his body. But no one will imagine that he accomplished it. When that was over, the tailor took out a violin from beneath his coat and played a piece of it to himself. When the bear heard the music, he could not help beginning to dance, and when he had danced a while, the thing pleased him so well that he said to the little tailor, Hark you, is the fiddle heavy? Light enough for a child. Look, with the left hand I lay my fingers on it, and with the right... I stroke it with the bow, and then it goes merrily, hop-sa-sa, So, said the bear, fiddling is a thing I should like to understand, too, that I might dance whenever I had a fancy. What dost thou think of that? Wilt thou givest me lesson? With all my heart, said the tailor, if thou had a talent for it. But just let me see thy claws, they are terribly long. I must cut thy nails a little. Then a vise was brought, and the bear put his claws in it, and the little tailor screwed it tight and said, Now, wait until I come with the scissors. And he let the bear growl as he liked, and lay down in the corner on a bundle of straw, and fell asleep. When the princess heard the bear growling so fiercely during the night, she believed nothing else but that he was growling for joy and had made an end of the tailor. In the morning she arose careless and happy, but when she peeped into the stable, the tailor stood gaily before her and was as healthy as a fish in water. Now she could not say another word against the wedding, because she had given a promise before everyone and the king ordered a carriage to be brought in which she was to drive to church with the tailor, and there she was to be married. When they had got into the carriage, the two other tailors, who had false hearts and envied him his good fortune, went into the stable and unscrewed the bear again. The bear in great fury ran after the carriage. The princess heard him snorting and growling. She was terrified, and she cried, Oh, the bear is behind us and wants to get thee. The tailor was quick and stood on his head, stuck his legs out of the window, and cried, Dost thou see the vise? If thou dost not be off, thou shalt be put into it again. 
When the bear saw that, he turned around and ran away. The tailor drove quietly to church, and the princess was married to him at once, and he lived with her as happy as a woodlark. Whosoever does not believe this must pay a thaler. It's always the ones that you don't expect to uh, be winners that are the real cunning ones around here. If you don't know somebody like that, it might be you. Our next story, The Golden Windows by Laura E. Richards. All day long, the little boy worked hard in the field and in the barn and in the shed, for his people were poor farmers and could not pay a workman. But at sunset there came an hour that was all his own, for his father had given it to him. Then the boy would go up to the top of a hill and look across to another hill that rose some miles away. On this far hill stood a house with windows of clear gold and diamonds. They shone and blazed so that it made the boy wink to look at But after a while, the people in the house put up shutters, as it seemed, and then it looked like any common farmhouse. The boy supposed they did this because it was supper time, and then he would go into the house and have his supper of bread and milk, and so to bed. One day, the boy's father called him and said, you have been a good boy and have earned a holiday. Take this day for your own, but remember that God gave it and try to learn some good thing. The boy thanked his father and kissed his mother. Then he put a piece of bread in his pocket and started off to find the house with the golden windows. It was pleasant walking. His bare feet made marks in the white dust. And when he looked back, the footprints seemed to be following him and making company for him. His shadow, too, kept beside him and would dance or run with him as he pleased, so it was very cheerful. By and by, he felt hungry, and he sat down by a brown brook that ran through the alder hedge by the roadside and ate his bread and drank the clear water. Then he scattered the crumbs for the birds, as his mother had taught him to do, and went on his way. After a long time he came to a high green hill, and when he had climbed the hill, there was the house on the top. But it seemed that the shutters were up, for he could not see the golden windows. He came up to the house, and then he could well have wept, for the windows were of clear glass like any other, and there was no gold anywhere about. A woman came to the door and looked kindly at the boy, and asked him what he wanted. I saw the golden windows from our hilltop, he said, and I came to see them, but now they are only glass. The woman shook her head and laughed. We are poor farming people, she said, and are not likely to have gold about our windows, but glass is better to see through. She bade the boy sit down on the broad stone step at the door, and brought him a cup of milk and a cake, and bade him rest. Then she called her daughter, a child of his own age, and nodded kindly at the two and went back to her work. The little girl was barefooted like himself and wore a brown cotton gown, 
But her hair was golden like the windows he had seen, and her eyes were blue like the sky at noon. She led the boy about the farm and showed him her black calf with the white star on its forehead. And he told her about his own at home, which was red like a chestnut with four white feet. Then when they had eaten an apple together, and so had become friends, the boy asked her about the golden windows. The little girl nodded and said she knew all about them, only he had mistaken the house. You have come quite the wrong way, she said. Come with me and I will show you the house with the golden windows, and then you will see for yourself. They went to a knoll that rose behind the farmhouse, and as they went, the little girl told him that the golden windows could only be seen at a certain hour, about sunset. Yes, I know that, said the boy. When they reached the top of the knoll, the girl turned and pointed, and there on a hill far away stood a house with windows of clear gold and diamond, just as he had seen them. And when they looked again, the boy saw that it was his own home. Then he told the little girl that he must go, and he gave her his best pebble, the white one with the red band that he had carried for a year in his pocket. And she gave him three horse chestnuts, one red like satin, one spotted, and one white like milk. He kissed her and promised to come again, but he did not tell her what he had learned. And so he went back down the hill, and the little girl stood in the sunset light and watched him. The way home was long, and it was dark before the boy reached his father's house, but the lamplight and firelight shone through the windows, making them almost as bright as he had seen them from the hilltop. And when he opened the door, his mother came to kiss him, and his little sister ran to throw her arms about his neck, and his father looked up and smiled from his seat by the fire. Have you had a good day? asked his mother. Yes, the boy had had a very good day. And have you learned anything? asked his father. Yes, said the boy. Yes, said the boy. I have learned that our house has windows of gold and diamonds. Science is everywhere. You don't even have to look for it. It's right there in front of you. Or, at the very least, right there in your house. It's a beautiful thing. We are always looking for great public domain stories like these to feature on the show. Send your story suggestions right here, bigvoicej at gmail.com. We've got a YouTube channel full of stories from the show. Go to tiny.cc slash bvjbedtime. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps to spread the word that we're putting people to sleep every single night. And if you'd like to support the show, there's a Buy Me a Coffee link on every page and post. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>